You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 60. Before we dive into today's podcast, I have something to share with you. If you want to take what you are learning in these podcast episodes and actually apply it in your own pet business, to not just listen to these segments, but actually have your hand held through the process of taking your business to the next level, you'll want to check out the Catapult Anytime Access Pet Business Program. It's a four-week online program that you can attend whenever you like and wherever you are at in the world. The Catapult Program will help you find and hire great people, provide inexpensive and free marketing ideas that will help you get your ideal clients, and support you to remove the blocks that are standing in the way of you taking your pet business to the next level. And that is just the beginning of what Catapult's about. It comes with a 90-page Catapult guidebook, interactive class recordings, and a private Facebook group to support you in your next level journey. To find out more and read testimonials about what past Catapult graduates have experienced from attending the program, visit sfpbacademy.com forward slash catapult. That's Six Figure Pet Business Academy, sfpbacademy.com forward slash catapult. And now for this week's podcast episode. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach, Kristen Morrison. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you're doing great today. I am feeling a lot better. I've had the flu for about a month and I'm finally feeling like, ah, I have energy again. I'm feeling more vibrant and just alive and my spirit is back. So what a gift. I am super healthy typically and so it's pretty rare for me to get knocked down with a cold even, much less the flu. And I did get a flu shot. So enough about that. I just wanted to say how happy I am to be back podcasting. And I mostly have my voice back, although it's still a little gravelly. And I also recently wrapped up and completed my 30-day pet sitting and dog walking business challenge group. It started January 2nd and it ended January 31st. And oh my goodness, what a great group. If you're listening to this and you were a part of the group, you are incredible. Oh, it was so wonderful. So many great people from all over the world and so supportive, so willing to step in and help and and reach out and and people asked for support and people got buddies and oh it was just so fun i really had a great time and i know it was a lot of work for people and some people felt like oh my god i feel like i'm behind but really what i've heard from a number of people is that 
even though maybe they didn't do all the actions every day of the 30 days, they still are much further along than they would have been had they not been a part of the challenge. It was like this momentum and it just kept growing and growing and oh, such a good group. And I did my last Facebook Live on January 31st and it was just great to connect with everybody. I had some tears in my eyes ending that course, but I'm happy to say due to a number of people asking me about it, I am going to be offering it again in June. So June 1st, 2020, I will be offering another 30-day pet sitting and dog walking business challenge. That information is in the show notes if you want to go right now and check it out to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 60. And you can find out more and read testimonials and get a sense for if it is for you. Just a little side note, it is for people that have dog training and dog grooming and, you know, doggy daycares. It's for anyone that has a service-based business. I call it pet sitting and dog walking because that's the majority of people that are in it. And it was kind of directed for them. So there are some specific things that are specific for pet sitting and dog walking, but it's a very small amount that is very specific for those particular services. Really, if you're a dog trainer or groomer, doggy daycare owner, you'll get a lot of value from it too. And it's only $67 if you sign up soon. So the price does go up to $97 in just a few weeks. So I wanted to let you know that. And I wanted to remind you if you've been listening to this podcast, and if you're just now joining and you've never heard before, I wanted to let you know some in-person events that are happening soon, actually in a few days on Saturday, February 8th. 2020 at four o'clock in the afternoon, I am going to be doing a book talk at Book Passage Bookstore in Corte Madera. That is in Marin County, north of the Golden Gate Bridge near San Francisco. And there are going to be pet business owners from all over the Bay Area attending. So, you know, it's worth a drive because you're going to be meeting a lot of really cool people. And I'm so excited to meet you. So I hope you'll be joining me. I would love it. And the other thing that I'm going to be doing is just two days later, I am going to fly to San Diego and I'm going to be interviewed on Good Morning San Diego, the morning of February 10th. And then I'm going to be going to a park in San Marcos, about 30 minutes from San Diego, and I will be interviewed by a reporter there while I'm walking his dog in a park. (laughs) That should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. But what I wanted to really share with you is the in-person event that's happening after that. So I've gathered a group of pet business owners who live in San Diego and the surrounding areas And they are meeting at the San Diego Humane Society at 1.15 p.m. on February 10th. It'll go till 3.30, but I'm encouraging everybody to be on time, if at all possible. Parking is a little tricky, so you'll want to, you know, allow like 20 minutes to just make sure you get a parking spot. 
And I'm so excited. So the Humane Society kindly and very generously offered a conference room for us, which is so sweet. So I'm hoping to see you there, those of you that live in the San Diego area. I would just love, love, love to meet you in person. I really appreciate the in-person events that I've been experiencing lately. I did one in New York City for pet business owners when I was on TV there at Yahoo Finance. One of the members, Sarah Judson, who is a uh, prosperous pet business Facebook group member, she suggested that I put together a meetup. And so I did. And it was such a great experience that often when I'm traveling, I will create a meetup so that I can meet some of you and to kind of take the you know online experience to another level in terms of getting to know people and really seeing faces with the voices with the name and there's something really wonderful about that so I'm very excited to meet some of you on February 10th at the San Diego Humane Society at 115 if you'd like information about that you can go to the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 60. Again, that's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 60. That's the number 60. So I am ready to jump into the segment here. And I wanted to say that a woman named Gerds Hundal interviewed me for her Inner Light podcast project. And it is a really great podcast. If you haven't heard of it, I really recommend that you check it out. It's on, you know, like my podcast, it's on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. But she very generously and graciously said, you know, I asked her if I could play the interview. She interviewed me to talk about creating an authentic life in your business. And there's so much that we covered here. So after she interviewed me, I, you know, when I was listening to the interview, I just realized, I think you guys would really appreciate it because you're like-minded. You know, there's a lot of you that really appreciate talking about life in addition to business. And I cover both here in the interview, but you'll see another side of me that perhaps you haven't seen. And that's wonderful, right? You know, we get to bring all parts of ourselves to our business. And this is me bringing another part of myself to you. So I hope you enjoy this interview. I will see you on the other side in just a bit after the interview. And uh, without further ado, here is the interview on the Inner Light podcast project. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Handel and today I have an amazing guest with me who is helping people to live their dreams through their businesses. Now this woman is just amazing at what she does. She's very soulful, very knowledgeable and just the way she sees life is so beautiful. Kristen Morrison is the founder of a six-figure pet business academy and helps people to create their business with ease and profits. She's the author of five books, including Six Figure Pet Sitting and is the host of Prosperous Pet Business. Kristen, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show and thank you for joining us today. 
I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, bless you. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you about your business, your life. And it's really an interesting story about having your own pet business. Yeah, it happened in such an organic, beautiful way. But it didn't really start that way in terms of before I decided to become a pet business owner. As some people may have heard me mention before, they've listened to prior podcasts with other people, I had a lot of anxiety about what I was going to do with my life. And in my late teens, early 20s, I just had no idea. And I decided that I needed, rather than try to figure it out, because I wasn't really finding what I was supposed to do with my life, you know, my life purpose, I let it go. I realized that maybe letting it go was a good idea because trying to figure it out hadn't worked for me and was causing me more stress. So I just kind of decided to do things that I enjoyed. And I met a woman while I was walking along the water one day near my home and she was walking two dogs and her, she had a t-shirt on and had a phone number on it and her t-shirt alluded to the fact that she might have a dog walking business, which at that time seemed very odd. Dog walking <laughs> businesses weren't a thing then at all. She passed by me and I looked behind me and, and just said kind of instinctually, do you have a dog walking business? And she said, I do. Do you want to work for me? And what? I said, yes. Yeah. And I said, yes, I do. And so we decided to meet in a couple days where she would interview me at this little cafe. And and she did and hired me. And I began working for her. And I worked for her for three months. And I realized this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I decided to start my own business. And I had never had a business before. So I was in my uh, late well, like mid-20s, I would say. I was about 24. So I realized I want to start a business, and yet I didn't know how or what to do, and I ended up just doing it. (laughs) Doing it for friends, doing it for neighbors, uh, walking dogs, and learning on my own how to start a business. I didn't even know any self-employed people at that point. And so I kind of made it up as I went along and started my business. And for the first year, it was very slow. I just had a couple of clients and wasn't quite sure how to market, what to do. And then I had a very wonderful thing happen, which is the local paper did an article on me. They wrote an article and it came out on a Sunday And it was on the front page of the business section, which was a very big deal at that point. This was started my business in 1995. This was 1996. Newspapers were very big then. They're not so big now as far as media goes. Everything's online these days. But um, it was a very wonderful experience. And I ended up getting about 40 new client calls in 24 hours. Wow. It was incredible and overwhelming. And so then I had a a new problem on my hands, which was a good problem, but it was how do I deal with all these clients? And not only that, I'm realizing I can't help them all myself. So I had to hire people. So I had to learn how to hire 
I had never been a boss before, sort of like never being a business owner before. So I then also had to learn how to be a boss, how to hire really great people. And, you know, when you're providing pet care in clients' home, it's even more important than it might be in another job because you're putting people in clients' homes with their pets, which are often like their kids. So the responsibility is immense, as you can imagine. And hiring people is just so important. And I I actually want to pause and say my voice doesn't usually sound like this (laughs) um, because I, I have a cold, a little bit of a cold, but I really, really wanted to you know, be on this podcast today with you. I'm so excited to be here. So um, some of those listeners who may know my voice from my own podcast may be thinking, that doesn't sound like her. So (laughs) I'm on the tail end of my cold, but my voice sounds a little bit raspy, and that's why. So just so everybody knows. I was just saying before before we had our conversation that um, it's making way for the new <laughs> the new decade. It is. It's clearing out. Yeah, I have many goals this year, and which I'm very excited to to dive into. And getting a cold like this has really kind of caused me to reflect on what really is most important. And one of the things that I really want to bring into this new year's rest, as well as diving into projects. So it's been a good training ground for that because it's really caused me to be forced to rest you know there's a lot of of people around me at the moment who've had coughs and colds and one of my friends was saying actually um that she's believing in the Chinese new year instead so like January is kind of the the last month for making way a bit old (laughs) yeah (laughs) I feel like everyone's kind of releasing something with this new decade Exactly. It's a big deal. It really is. There's a lot to let go of and a lot to bring forward. It's exciting. Yeah. I just wanted to touch upon what you were saying earlier. It's it's fascinating that sometimes we just have to trust in the unknown. And I totally know yes. how you feel with that. Because when I was in my mid-20s, I'd already kind of knew that I wanted to be a journalist. And that was like my obsession from like the age of 17. But then I hit rock, bo- rock bottom at 25. And it was like the universe, get, well, I had a cancer scare and a few other things. And the universe was trying to push me out of that to come into what I was supposed to do. And I was always supposed to be a life coach, but I really didn't know at that time. And I, I let go and I went on and went, I went on this journey of like empowering young people, speaking, traveling. I did so many different things. And then yeah. one day it was like a leaflet came in front of me and I can't remember where it came from. Yeah. I said life coach. And I was like, oh yeah, I've been doing this since I was a young kid. Like I've always yeah. been that person that helps people. And it was what? just like amazing that when we surrender, the yeah. truth comes in and like, we already kind of know what we're here to do. It's just sometimes we need a little tapping on the side. It's true. It is so powerful. I find, I don't know about you, but I find that that letting go place is often the point of manifestation. It's like Mm. there's a fine line, right, between letting go and inaction. I, I don't think we as humans are meant to be inactive and just like, Oh, you show me the way universe, (laughs) you know, but I think it's a fine line between letting go. It's like a paradox of letting go and also, you know, taking inspired actions. 
And, you know, when we step into that place of the unknown, oh, that the void is incredibly powerful. I've mm. seen it over and over in my own life where just amazing miracles happen as a result of stepping out into that unknown place. And I've seen it with friends and coaching clients and family members. And I just really have learned to trust that place. Not that it's an easy place to be by any means. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot to hold on to, if anything, when we're in the unknown. Absolutely. And it's about also releasing the attachment to the situation. When we yes. kind of want what want something and we put that attachment onto it that's the energy that we receive but when we just release that attachment it's like the universe saying okay here you go now <laughs> exactly exactly yeah and stepping out in faith I feel like is always rewarded at least that's been my experience I can't say that for everyone out there listening but my experience and what I've witnessed has been that you know taking a leap of faith when it comes from that place of this is what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't know how it's going to manifest. I don't know, you know, what's going to be on the other side of this void. But what I find is that there's such magic there and, and something even beyond what we could imagine is usually on the other side of that. Yeah, it's almost like we're being invited to come back to ourselves to kind of find what that magic is that we're here to do exactly mm. yeah. so my, so my dear you know you you started on this amazing journey where the universe almost like tapped you on the shoulder or you can say nudged you on the shoulder and you realized yeah. that you were here to have um, a pet business service so what happened next you got your team and what was the next stage in your life yeah so it was it was learning how to be a good boss um a lot of people, myself included, who are drawn to being self-employed tend to like control. And so <laughs> when you have a team, you have to learn how to delegate. Yeah. You have to learn how to release control. And that can be very counterintuitive and challenging. And so that was my next work was really to hire people to the best of my ability that would do a good job and then let go. And it's, again, stepping into the void, right? It's trusting that these people are going to do a good job and can reflect, you know, the values that I have for my business and that hopefully they do too. And that's not easy to let go. And so that was my work. And that took some time. And it took, it was like working a muscle in the gym, you know, I could feel myself want to dive in and micromanage, but people don't do well when they're micromanaged. Yeah. You know, they really don't. And I realized that part of my desire to be a boss was to have control, you know, and to have power. There was a feeling of power and that felt great for my ego, <laughs> but that doesn't really work if you want to have a team that is working with you rather than for you, you know, if you want a team to work for you, then the hierarchy is the boss is on top of that pyramid, right? Looking down saying you do this and this and this, but it's not um, an interdependency, you know, an interdependent relationship. 
And ultimately, that's really what I wanted. And the gifts from that were that, you know, I began hiring people that could self-manage. And that then gave me freedom. So even though it was scary letting go, the reward from that was having more freedom in my life. You know, being a business owner can be very time consuming. And if you look at how society thinks about a business owner, often they think somebody that's a business owner has to work a lot in order to make a lot of money. And usually they don't have a lot of time. And so what I really decided that I wanted to create in my life was both. And when I looked around, I didn't see business owners. At that point, I did have business owners in my life. I was part of a a wonderful business community and still am today. At that point, I didn't see business owners, (coughs) excuse me for my cough there, who had both time and money. They had one or the other. And when I really tuned into what I wanted to create in my own business, it was both. So I had to then become my own role model for what I wanted to create. That's not an easy process. You know, when you don't see what you want reflected around you and somebody else, you have to create it on your own. And that's what I had to do. So it started with me creating a team that could really self-manage. And I began specifically hiring for that. And what it looked like when I would work with them is if they would call me a lot with questions, instead of answering, initially I would answer, you know, how to deal with a certain situation because it's part of training. But then after a while, say after a month or maybe two, I would then put it on them when they would call. So they would ask me for a question about how to deal with something, a client or a pet. And I would say, if I wasn't here, what would you do? Mm. And they began learning. It was like for them building that muscle of how do I deal with this if I can't reach Kristen? And so that began teaching them how to self-manage on a deeper level. And what happened as a result of building a team that could self-manage is I was then able to fill a lifelong dream, which was to travel while my business ran without me. And so I, in 2010, I went to India for five weeks and then I went to Bali for two months So I was gone for over three months while my business ran under the care of my staff. And at that point, I had had some managers helping me manage my business. And I came back from that trip really changed. And my business ran really well, thankfully, you know, in a large part because of the team that I created and how wonderful they were in really supporting the business while I was away. Um, And when I came back, I realized I wanted to do it again. And so nine months later, I went to India for a month, did an Ayurvedic cleanse for a month, which was absolutely wonderful. And then I went to Bali and I was there for six months. 
So I was gone for seven months while my business ran. And it actually generated more money while I was away than it had while I had been working there in my business. And I really think that that had to do with giving my business lots of space. I think when we are so enmeshed in our business, you know, at that point, before I left on both trips, I was working two days a week in my business. And my managers and my staff were working the other five days a week. So, but still those two days I was very, you know, focused on my business. And so there's something about giving a business lots of breathing room if you have the right staff in place that I think can, you know, lead to even more money, even more growth. And that's exactly what happened with my business. It was amazing. It almost feels like you just like, I trust in the process. I trust in my team. I trust in my business. And then everything just grew. It really did. It really did. It was powerful. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing because, um, you know, not only did, did my business make more money than it ever had, I made more money not working than I had working which was mind-blowing when I crunched the numbers when I got back. And, you know, part of that I realized was because I had subleased my house. And, you know, where I was living in Bali and India, the cost of living was a lot lower than it is in California. You know, but it was incredible to realize I've made more money by not working than I have by working. Mm. It's kind of does a little, it causes the mind to do a little flip. (laughs) Whoa. It's like a quantum shift, you know, in reality. Like, is this really possible? But I think it's because we've been conditioned to think from a young age that we need to work and we have to consistently be working at something and that actually. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, part of my journey too, and I think you'll really appreciate this given the work that you've done It seems like in your own life and in your work, um, (coughs) apologize about the coughing. Um, I had to really look at the beliefs that I had Mm. that were causing, that were standing in the way of me being able to reach my full potential in terms of earning capacity, in terms of creating a life and a business that I ultimately wanted to create. And when we think we can't do something, we can't do something. (laughs) And when we think we can, we can, right? It opens the door to be able to do it. It's sort of like um, if you've read statistics about runners when they've achieved a world record, you know, maybe it's taken 10 or 20 years for a particular runner to achieve a new world record. And then often when that happens these days, somebody will come in and beat that, you know, (laughs) because they know it's possible. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like it's mind over matter. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I saw him do it or I, you know, see that he did it or she did it. So if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. 
it's that it's that inner belief and positivity within yourself that it's possible and there's just something I wanted to touch upon what you said earlier that your team was dependent on you and the moment you got them to become undependable and actually be a leader like yourself and be the leader of their own business mm-hmm. and your business that's when they kind of led the path on their own journey yeah and I heard you say undependable but um independent you know yeah. they became independent from me yes and then they got to live into their full potential as it related to the business that mm-hmm. we were running you know not that I was running anymore but that we were running and there's something very powerful when you give people that are worthy of it autonomy mm-hmm. you know then when they feel that trust they often feel like you know they're invested in it and they want to really show that they're worthy of it and so they you know hit the ground running and really exceed their expectations and perhaps yours if you're you know if they're working for you but then they start working with you do you yeah. see yeah powerful and it's so interesting your your viewpoint on like business and life and it's because it's from a holistic approach right yes absolutely so yeah it wasn't always um when I started my business again it was sort of the belief that I had about business owners I thought I didn't even want to call myself a business owner because it just seems so boring (laughs) and strict and like black or white, not creative. But then I realized, you know, if this is my business, I get to create it in any way that I want, including infusing my own creativity into it and also infusing the personal growth work that I've done in my life, in my personal life, and seeing how that works in my business. You know, I've done a lot of belief work and affirmations and really taking my personal life to, you know, in new, bold directions. I can use that same learning and putting it onto my business. And then the business becomes this act of creativity, you know. Um, an artistic experience rather than this dry, boring, rigid <laughs> business owner thing. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You know, that's not what I wanted. Maybe some people want that. And if they do, that's totally fine. <laughs> that for me sounded like death. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like trusting in the magic of what you can create. And allowing it to come into that into fruition. Yes, and having fun with it. Like mm. having fun with my business. And that's a great question to ask um, for those that have a business. How can I have fun with my business today? Yeah. You know, and what does it want to teach me? I may feel like I want to teach it, you know, how to, you know, what to do where to go, I'm the visionary, but what if it wants to teach me? Where does it want to take me today, mm. this year? You know, businesses are energy, just like money's energy. Yeah. And so you can tune into our business and what it wants. That's a very powerful 
relationship that we're cultivating with our business. We're listening to it as well as it listening to us. Mm. And then it becomes this synergistic relationship where, you know, there's alignment and you both are facing in the same direction. It's not you forcing your business to go in the direction you want, but you're really tuning into it. Mm. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's so true. It's like, if you want to play in the magic, you've got to become the magic and let everything around you. Yeah. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. I wanted to ask you actually before I forget, um, can you tell us like obviously now you're a business owner, then after having your own business, you decided to help other business pet owners. How are you helping them to work less and earn more? How how am I helping them to do that? Yeah. Okay, so part of what I mean, I help them in a number of different ways. Some people really need that work around their mind mm-hmm. and the mindset and the beliefs that they have. And so if that's a need, if that's hindering them from taking the next step, that's where I work. Um, For some people, it's building a team. You know, how do they do that? They don't know how to do that. And so I hold their hand through that process. For other people, it's letting go. You know, it's the delegation and the fears that arise out of that, you know, what will happen if I let go? I'm afraid, you know, so really working with them through that fear. It's not that they're not going to feel it. Most people do when they let go and begin to trust their team. You know, that's kind of a natural feeling, but it's what do they do with that? Does that stop them? You know, if it stops them and blocks them, then it's important to move through that. For a lot of people, when they get afraid, that's the barrier. 
and they think this isn't right. But that's not often true. It's just fear. And so Mm -hmm. it's working through that. So, you know, in addition to the tangible steps that I do in working with business owners, both helping them start a business and grow their business, there's also the psychological work that needs to happen for most people, you know, in tandem with those logical business steps, right? So it's having those and doing those side by side. So when I'm working with people, I'm really working with my right and left hemisphere of my brain. Mm. You know, I'm going to the intuitive and really tuning into this person and really feeling into what do they most need help with today? Sometimes they can't articulate that. And so I will ask questions that will help kind of reveal that, whatever that is that they most need to work with. Sometimes it's a feeling I have and I'll ask, you know, I don't assume, but I will ask, you know, do you feel like this is a good direction to take today? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then I go, you know, to those tangible steps as well. Like, you know, you need to place an ad. Now you need to find people. Here's what you need to look for. Here are the qualities that you need to look for in the ideal candidate to work for you now. So I'm really switching back and forth between the right and left brain. And I think that is probably one of the gifts that I have. We all have gifts. Yeah. You know, you have gifts. Everyone that's listening to this has their particular gifts. So when we mention this is a gift of mine, like I am doing now, it doesn't mean I'm so great, you know, look at me, I have this gift, we all have gifts. And one of mine is that I can move very quickly between the right and left brain when I'm working with people. And that, (laughs) I really apologize. I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm coughing a little bit. (laughs) I'm going to put a cough drop in. (laughs) So I apologize about the coughing, everybody. I hope you can I hope you can handle it. But it's like we're here we are having a conversation, right? Mm. It's perfectly imperfect. Yeah. Just like business and life. Mm. You know, we make mistakes, we get up, we cough, we apologize for the coughing, you know, we <laughs> cough <drop> in. <laughs> Bless. I, I was gonna say I completely relate with what you're saying about the gift thing, like hundred percent like I I have this ability to find out the root cause of somebody's situation Mm -hmm. what they're going through and often people like how do you do that I'm like I just don't know it's something I've done from such a young age and I've always had that gift from within and it's it's beautiful then when we can shine that and share that because that's what we're here to do those gifts are what we're here to share and serve around the world it's true it's true and what a gift I mean, how perfect for you to be a life coach because that (laughs) gift is just exactly what's needed because you're laser focused, right? They may be, your clients may be saying something, but you're able to go, it's almost like pulling out a root, (laughs) you know, a weed at the root. Like if we just pull it out at the top, the weed grows back. But what I imagine for you is that you're pulling that weed at the root and really shining the light on it. And then 
true change is possible. What a gift for your clients. Thank you. And you you know, it's so fascinating as well that all of our gifts, have been there from a young age and we've probably been using them but we haven't yep. realized and I was doing it in my everyday life whether it was friends or family from from mm-hmm. the age of eight to be honest and wow. when I was a, when I was a journalist like people would just I could just stand on the middle of the road and so I would know someone's life story in like two minutes and people like how yeah. do you do that and I worked in a pharmacy when I was at university as well and I was always advising I was always understanding the way people were and like what was the root cause and I feel like even in your journey like there was you always knew you were there to have a pet business and like I'm guessing that you love yep. pets from a young age and it was Absolutely. just getting to that stage where you were ready to just dive in and just follow your passion exactly yeah it I was ready for it and then it was ready for me mm. and we met. I think that's the true definition of a calling. Yeah. You know, when both you and whatever is there, you meet and you recognize <laughs> each other. And that was that moment when the woman said, do you want to work for me? And I said, yes, without even thinking. Yeah. You know, it was that moment of like, this is Yes, this is a yes. And then I have to say, you know, my calling has transformed because Mm -hmm. a few years ago, I ended up selling my pet business. I had it for 18 years. Wow. And I sold it because it felt right at that point, you know, Mm -hmm. to really open up all the time that I had to help business owners and to focus on my writing and my work with people. And so that then was the next evolution. You know, I had been coaching people since the year 2000. So 20 years at this point, it's amazing when I think about it. Wow. All these years of helping people, it's been such a gift. Um, but I really wanted more time and energy to be able to do that. Wow. And that's what makes yeah. you such a powerful coach is that you've had those 18 years to yep. learn the ups and the downs and know what works exactly for your clients. Well, it's not only in my own business, but then having worked with thousands of people at this point, yeah. so all over the world. And so I can, I really, I truly believe I have a sense. Again, this is like the gift conversation mm-hmm. where yeah. I may seem like I'm bragging, but I'm just stating a fact, which is I worked with a lot of people. And from that research, you know, and that data collecting from my coaching, Mm -hmm. I really realized what works for most people, not that it works for everyone, but what works for most people and what doesn't work for most people when it comes Mm -hmm. to running a business. And we're all individual and we have unique needs. And so again, I say most people because not everybody will agree, you know, with (laughs) the data. Right. Yeah. But um, and that's the gift of being self-employed, too. We get to bring our own our own desires into what we create. Such a gift. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, touching on that, actually. Can you tell us about your book, The 30 Days to Start and Grow Your Pet Sitting? Sure. So um, that is a book that I wrote a couple years ago. It's called 30 Days to Start and Grow Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business. And it is a step-by-step guide. So it's 
The chapters are by the days, so day one, day two, day three, and they have action steps. Each chapter is an action step. It also has uh, success stories from other pet business owners from all over the world who have contributed their stories very generously. And then each day also has a story from my own life and my own business. So like day one, for example, is identifying your services. What exactly are you offering or do you want to offer in terms of the services? And then day two is choosing a name, Hmm. how to find the perfect name for your business, because a name is very important. It's the foundation in a lot of senses for a business. You know, it's, you're going to say it a lot (laughs) in the course of your business life. You better like your name. (laughs) Um, Clients are going to say it a lot. Hopefully they like it too. Although it's more about you liking it than it is about them. Mm. Um, And then day three is pricing your services, how much to charge to earn what you deserve. A lot of pet business owners start out pricing very low, which isn't the right answer Mm. (laughs) for what to price your services. It's actually looking, you know, doing some research from other pet business owners in your area and getting a sense for what others are charging And then, you know, initially starting in the middle or the high middle of that pricing, not at the lowest. Again, it's very counterintuitive to what most very new business owners might think. They think they have to lowball their prices, but really a lot of people will look at a very low price for a service like dog walking or pet sitting, and they will think that's not a good service. Yeah, it's too low, you know? So, yeah, this um, this book, I'm very I'm very proud of this book because it took a year to write and it was a lot of time and energy and I feel really good about it. And I've had a lot of great feedback and I also have a course based on it. It's called the 30 day uh, pet sitting and dog walking business challenge, which I offer a couple times a week times a year I'm, I'm doing it currently and I'll be offering it again in June um, 2020 and so I offer it a couple times a year and it takes people day by day you know through an interactive course with me and other pet business owners from around the world it's just pure delight to really kind of hold people's hand through the process using the book as a guidebook through it Beautiful. Where can my listeners find that? So they can find it on Six Figure Pet Business Academy. And if you just you know search for that online, you'll find it. But uh, the website is actually Six Figure Pet Business Academy, and it's spelled out S-I-X dot com. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I know there's going to be definitely some listeners getting in contact with you. <laughs> it just Great. sounds powerful and I love the fact that you said about the the abundant side that it's so true that you don't have to limit yourself and what you charge it's about what feels right for you exactly exactly and if you think you need to start by pricing your services low 
that's not going to help you or your clients because you're going to have to raise them eventually. <laughs> and that becomes its own challenge, right? Asking yeah. for more money. Um, so why not start and really look at what do I deserve? This is my time and energy. I'm not running a nonprofit here. Mm. This is a for-profit venture. And a lot of pet business owners, because of the kindness of their heart and their caretakers by nature, they forget that. Yeah, that's so true. Even mm. like I think even within the coaching world as well, it's the same thing. They think that you have to charge a low price. But then as you grow, you realize actually those uh, those prices just can't work anymore. And exactly. it's like a pattern <laughs> you have to kind yes. of let go of. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, my dear, we are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so fast. And um, mm. I have a few questions left for you. Um, okay, great. My first one is, what are your five top tips for somebody who's wanting to set up a, a pet business service, but they don't know where to start? So I would say get get my book, The 30 Days to Start <laughs> and Grow Your Pet Setting and Dog Walking Business. That would be the first step because it'll really guide you. Um, my books are on Amazon, the paperback. Um, I also have an audiobook on Audible. So if they prefer to listen to that. Um, and then do what I recommend is really looking at what services do you want to offer Starting there, you know, do you want to do dog walking? Do you want to do pet sitting? Do you want to do both? So really identify what exactly you want to offer. And then um, looking at what might your business name be? Because again, everybody, everything comes from there. You really need your business name before you can create a website, yeah. you know, before you can put your shingle out, so to speak. <laughs> and then also I recommend doing creating a spreadsheet of your competitors' prices once you determine what the services are that you want to offer. You know, create a spreadsheet so that you're looking at what your competitors are charging for, say, a 30-minute dog walk, a 45-minute dog walk, and then you'll be able to determine what your prices are from there. And I really encourage you, too, to look at, you know, why do to look at why do I want to start a business? What is it about starting this particular kind of business? What is that going to give me, or what do I think that's going to give me? I really recommend to do some writing on that to really look at why, because that will help you with the what when you're creating your business. If you want freedom and autonomy, you know. That may not happen right away with your business, but maybe that's the ultimate vision to create a business like I did where it can essentially self-manage, you know? Beautiful. <laughs> what are you most grateful for? <laughs> what am I grateful for? Mm. Well, I'm looking at um, where we live. Uh, my husband and I bought a house recently, which is really so unexpected. Um, I mean, we knew we were buying a house somewhere, but, you know, I've lived in the, this area that we live in, this county, almost my whole life. And I never knew that where we live now even existed until we found this house. So um, the front yard has a 600 acre bird sanctuary in front of it. Wow. And it's just absolutely stunning. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just always in a state of wonder when I look at it. And our backyard is on the water. So we have a boat dock, 
and um, otters swim by and blue herons and egrets and Canadian geese. Mm. And uh, it's just absolutely magnificent. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that we initially thought would be a drawback has become such a blessing. And that is that we park our car five minutes from where our house is. We live on a boardwalk. It's a three foot long um, wide boardwalk. And so there are no cars and there are 50 homes here where I live. So it takes us five minutes to walk to our house from where we park our car. Mm-hmm. And we thought that that would be a challenge, but it would be worth it because of how beautiful it is where we live. But that has actually become such a wonderful blessing because it's like letting go of the world, you know, mm-hmm. in those five minutes and then preparing for the world when we leave our house and go to the car, you know, yeah. it's wonderful. And it really has created me to be even more mindful because I, we have carts, you know, to carry our stuff. (laughs) And so, you know, I have to really think, do I have everything? Like if I walk Mm. to my car and I don't have my car keys, I have to come back. It's a quarter mile each way. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I have to really pause before I leave my house. Like, do I have everything? You know, whereas before in our old house, I used to just run out into my car and like, Oh, I forgot something. I'm going to run back in. It's not like that where I live now. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I can just imagine like every time you're walking on this path, you, you find different things as you're walking and it helps you to become present. It's true. It's always something new, you know, a new bird, Mm. a new something. Yeah. The clouds are always different. Mm. It's just absolutely stunning. And the sunrise and the sunset, you know, it's just magnificent to have this wide expanse of sky. Wow. It's so beautiful. And I just feel incredibly grateful. Mm. And it's, you know, what's even more amazing is this was the least expensive house that we looked at. Oh, wow. Because a lot of people don't want to walk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it kind of weeds people out, you know. And not only that, the community here is just so beautiful. The people are wonderful, wonderful people. So, yeah, that's what I'm very, very grateful for in this very moment as I look at the beautiful bird sanctuary in front of me, the marshland and the birds. Beautiful. And my last question is, what shines your inner light? Ooh, what shines my inner light? Really being true to my path. Mm. And that changes, you know, sometimes on a moment to moment basis. What's most important for me now? I, um, you know, I had a lot of publicity happen. I had an article that went viral about me a few months ago, and it caused me to really look at how can my light be as bright as it can be when I, you know, am approached for TV interviews, which is happening a lot and different articles and really wanting to step into that fully. Um, What's going to cause my light to be bright. And in that moment, it was to stop drinking alcohol. So I quit drinking for four months. I'm now drinking, but not very often, you know, it's a very conscious decision when I do. 
but I was really realizing that uh, drinking wine like four or five times a week with dinner, like a glass or two, was not was dimming my light. Mm. And so I decided to take a break from it, and I found my light really shining bright. So, you know, that's an example of it, but it's really checking in with myself. You know, what's going to help me shine my light today? Mm. And really that's, looking at that. I was just going to say, that's beautiful. And I just want to congratulate you on that because it, it is a very hard decision, but it's also a most powerful decision because it really does help us come back to who we are and what we're here to do in this world. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And I've, I've been eight years sober and whew, the yeah. journey, wow, who I was before. Oh, intense. Yeah. I mean, those four months, that was quite a journey. I went to more parties in those four months than I had gone <laughs> to all year, like in the last 12 months. And it was so, it brought me to my knees, really, like metaphorically speaking, to go to parties and, you know, so many people are drinking and being social that way and, Um, but now it's a choice. Like I really, as opposed to just being instinctual, is this really what I want to do right now? And sometimes it isn't, sometimes it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I just want to say, Kristen, thank you for being on the show and just shining your light and helping so many other businesses and business owners to really live their truth. I really appreciate that. I can tell that you're shining your light too. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm, I'm so grateful to be on the show today. It's such an honor and a pleasure. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi there. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Gerd Sundahl and her interviewing me for her podcast. I really encourage you to check out her podcast. Again, it's called Inner Light podcast project. She's got some great interviews on there. I think you'll really appreciate it if you appreciated this one. So I am hoping for those of you that live in San Diego and near San Diego to see you on February 10th at 115 at the San Diego Humane Society. And for those who live in the Bay Area, California, I am hoping to see you at my book talk at Book Passage Bookstore in Corte Madera at 4 o'clock on February 8th. And again, I will have all the details in the show notes. You'll see the in-person event link there. And the show note page, again, is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 60. That is the number 60. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 60. I hope you have a great day. Take good care. And I'm wishing you such a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.